Jnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnanajnan
So Krishna told everybody, but unfortunately not that many people listened. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to remind everybody, here's how to surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and perform devotional service, just as much as a father or mother or teacher would take the hand of a student and say, here's how you write the letter A and guide the hand, B, C, D, etc. Or ka 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 na, cha 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 na, ta 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 na na, pa 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 ma ma, etc. I know my alphabet's right. <laughs> so, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Krishna himself, taught a simple process that everyone in the world could take to in order to practice this surrender. So the simple process that he taught was recommended in the ancient Vedic literatures. It has a lot of inner meaning to it that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shikshashtakam, which are, it's, it's seven verses of teachings about the essence of the process of Krishna consciousness. In the first one, he says that when you perform the chanting of the Lord's sacred names, then you'll become purified. Now, that's a good idea because in our pure state, we're full of happiness. Ananda mayobhyasat. In fact, the Vedic literature say that as soon as you start to become purified, you'll feel joyful. Evam prasanna manaso, Bhagavad Bhakti Yogata, or from the Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma, Nashochati Nashankanchati. You won't feel hankering or lamentation, and you'll feel naturally happy. And the process, he says, cleanses the heart, which he compares to a mirror. When a mirror is covered with dirt or dust, it's hard to see oneself. And it's hard to do anything properly, just like if, if you turn on the hot water in your shower room and then you try to put on some tea lock or something like that, you can't see yourself. You have to cleanse the mirror in order to properly interact. When we can't see ourselves, we don't know who we are. We're really not sure what our purpose is. So when we chant the Lord's names, which have their own spiritual power, then there's a cleansing of the mirror of, of the heart and of the mind that takes place. And then he said, we'll feel that the forest fire of material existence is being extinguished by the power of the chanting. So forest fires uh, start sometimes seemingly on their own. We know that last year some li lightning bolts without much rain came here in California and there were fires all over the place. So in, in this world, fires start sometimes even with bamboo rubbing together and then the fire starts. One way or another, there's always a conflagration. And there's a, a way in which um, we're being burned in that forest fire. Just uh, notice that hopefully you're about 98.6 right now not much higher, otherwise you got to go. Um, and that's hot. 98.6 is pretty hot. We're burning up. Uh, one uh, great uh, saint once talked about how one 
body to the next, we take a new body that's also burning and it will burn itself out. And he said, this is like people who are chain smokers. They're smoking a cigarette and before the cigarette's out, then they light another one and they start smoking that one. And they keep smoking all day because they don't want to be without it. And there's a way in which uh, our bodies are like that too. So he said by chanting Hare Krishna, it puts out this burning fire. We also burn in the fire of lamentation here in this world. There's always something that comes up that makes us feel that burning sensation. We lose somebody that we love. We lose something we love. We're insulted by an ignorant person and then in front of everybody and then it burns and burns. Sometimes people take care of their whole life that burn from the insult and so forth. Well, by the process of chanting Hare Krishna, that burning sensation is extinguished. Just like when there's a forest fire, all the firefighters are praying for rain because they know that they can't put it out by themselves using some helicopters. They have to have a change in the weather altogether. So to change the weather in our hearts and in our lives, we can chant the holy names of God, which are all powerful, says Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he said, we'll start to feel a sense of uh, good fortune. We'll feel fortunate. That, and that's hard to achieve also in this world, this sense of fortune, because whatever we have comes and goes, but whatever spiritual advancement we make is permanent. And he said, we'll become full of knowledge and we'll have victory in this life by using the human form of life for the right purpose. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us to practice Krishna consciousness. It's very specifically by chanting Hare Krishna. And uh, today I was home. I started early this morning with online programs at 5 o'clock. And there were a few in a row, and some last night, about four in a row. And I was feeling afterwards, because it takes a lot of energy sitting there and then talking and interacting. It's, it's a joyous experience, but I've, I felt I needed something, so I remembered Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's direction to chant Hare Krishna and how effective it is. So I decided to turn everything else off and just start chanting as much as possible. And it works. I, I felt immediately, well, not immediately. After, <laughs> after a while, I started to notice the effect of the transcendental vibration. And I, th I thought to myself, this, this always works. Other things, not so much. But the chanting always works. So the International Society for Krishna Consciousness specifically teaches that one should take to the process of chanting Hare Krishna. You can chant at home by learning how to uh, chant on beads and keep numerical strength by chanting a, a, a fixed number of rounds or what's called japa meditation every day. Anybody here do that? You all better raise your hands. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then... And then also, you can chant together as a group. 
And this is called Samkirtan. Samkirtan means that you uh, chant the names of God in a, in a call and response uh, system. And then you get the benefit of all the devotees together singing from their hearts the names of God. So let's try that. And then we'll just take a few questions after that. And then uh, in about a half hour, we'll have some announcements. And we have an offering today from what we call Bhadra Purnima, which is the uh, distribution of sets of Srimad Bhagavatams. And we'll have Artik ceremony at 4.30 today. It starts at 4.30. And then we're going to try an experiment at 5 o'clock. We're going to um, go into Samadhi and take a vow of Mona. Mona Vrata. No more talking after 5 o'clock. Is that okay? Really? Wow. That's because Ramananda Sakaprabhu is running the, uh, the international uh, seminar that's going to be put on, and he needs uh, complete uh, quietude in order to get ready for it. Uh, everyone's depending on him in every part of the world to take care of it. That's how far his, he's developed his service. Go ahead. I know you want to talk. So our gift to him today will be to be uh, to vacate at f f uh, 4:59 and to take monavrat by five. Okay, thank you. So now I'd like to talk about transition. Transition means that we are moving from one supposed stable place to another. However, if one analyzes very carefully. We're never in a stable situation here in this world. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Dehinosminyata Dehe, Komaram Yobanam Jara, Tata Dehantara Praptir, Hiras Tatra Namuyati. A person who is very sober and is able to observe what's actually going on in this world notices that he or she is changing bodies at every minute. And along with the change of bodies comes a new set of circumstances that we have to deal with. And nowadays, when I see toys, I don't feel like getting down on the ground and playing with them. Whereas, well, quite, quite some time ago, <laughs> I did like to do that. And if we extrapolate from there and look at all the different bodies that we have, we'll notice that our likes, our needs, interests, and concerns are constantly changing in this lifetime. And we find ourselves, and I say it like that, we find ourselves as if we're being moved beyond our control into various circumstances, although we'd like to think we're making choices. Actually, we're being compelled to move by our Karma, which is a big subject that we won't get into now because we're going for the Guinness Book of Records of the shortest class ever at ISV. <laughs> and in a practical way, as we are moving about in our lives, when we face transition, 
We're moving from one place to another, from one job to another. Uh, we can take shelter of Krishna's teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and gain a perspective through which we can also become dhira. One perspective is given in the eighth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, and that chapter is called Attaining the Supreme. Now, what bigger transition can one think of in this life other than leaving the body? And in Attaining the Supreme, Krishna talks about what happens when you leave your body. He says, Ukramantam stitam vapi bunjanan vagunanvitam vimuda nanupashanti pashanti jnana chakshusha. Someone who's jnana chakshusha, who's gained eyes of knowledge, can see that uh, he or others are stepping out of their bodies when they leave this body. In fact, Jagarini recently sent a, a short video. I wish I could find it. I looked up for it the other day somewhere of a, a truck in India taking a corner really fast. And the whole top of the truck came off and fell, not just the cargo, but the whole cab and the, but the, the chassis with the wheels and the engine kept going. And she said, changing bodies. <laughs> what happens when we leave our body? Krishna says, the subtle body leaves, goes to the next gross body. He compares it to the air passing through various areas and picking up a, an aroma and then carries it to the next place. It's a very subtle process. The body, subtle body goes off to the next gross body and we get a new situation. Now, that's a very dramatic change that we'll all go through. And um, Krishna says at the end of that chapter that devotees need not worry about it that much. Not in the sense that we shouldn't prepare for it, but some, he says, like the yogis, they try to pick a particular time in which they can move out of the body and get a favorable destination because there are subtle forces in the universe that we're not so aware of in our day-to-day -day work and just living. However, yogis become very sensitized to these forces and are very deliberate about the times they leave because sometimes are more conducive than others for liberation. But Krishna says that the devotees don't worry about it because in the Gita, Krishna has said, If you remain conscious of me, then I'll carry what you lack and I preserve what you have. And when... We're going through transitions in life. The main stabilizing f factor is to remember Krishna. If I forget Krishna, then in any phase of my life, I will, as Krishna says in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, find myself lost in this world. But Krishna, who's in the heart, is always there giving us intelligence and support and arranging for the devotee who is dedicated to him for fulfilling his or her desires. And so 
it's especially important when we're in transition or we feel ourselves in transition. As I pointed out, we're always in some transition, but in major transitions to take hold of what we know is solid, and that is the connection we have with Krishna. And so one way is to make sure that we're chanting, keep the transcendental vibration going, just the process of chanting Hare Krishna every day. And as we like to say, consistency is more important than quantity. If you're very consistent with the process, then it's natural that you'll be fortified from the kinds of uh, effects of the material nature like lamentation or uh, intense desire for touching the material energy and so forth. So that's very important. And another very edifying process is to read from the Bhagavad Gita. So I'm just going to read one verse. If I find my glasses, I am. Ta-da! Glasses and masks don't go together well. Okay, so um, this is from the eighteenth, the eighth chapter, twenty-seventh verse. And Krishna says, although the devotees know these two paths, and he has just listed a path through which one leaves the world in light and another one in darkness, and it has to do with astrological considerations. O Arjuna, they are never bewildered, therefore be always fixed in devotion. Purport, Krishna is here advising Arjuna that he should not be disturbed by the different paths the soul can take when leaving the material world. A devotee of the Supreme Lord should not worry whether he will depart by arrangement or by accident. The devotee should be firmly established in Krishna consciousness and chant Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. He should know that concern over either of these two paths is troublesome. The best way to be absorbed in Krishna consciousness is to be always dovetailed in his service. And this will make one's path to the spiritual kingdom safe, certain, and direct. The word yoga yukta is especially significant in this verse. One who is firm in yoga is, con- is constantly engaged in Krishna consciousness in all his activities. Sri Rupa Goswami advises, Anasaktasya vishayan yatharham upayunjita. One should be unattached in material affairs and do everything in Krishna consciousness. By this system, which is called yukta vairagya, one attains perfection. Therefore, the devotee is not disturbed by these descriptions because he knows that his passage to the supreme abode is guaranteed by devotional service. And in the purport, Prabhupada also mentioned service. And this morning on one of the programs I attended, the host asked me, well, how is it that one can discern what one's service is in this life? Because people, he said, have different proclivities. They come from different varnas and ashrams and so forth. Not that we can tell that much. 
uh, here in, in this society. And my thought is that uh, we get service from somebody who already has it. If you find somebody who's been bequeathed, could you look the word up, please? We may have already reached the uh, Guinness Book. They're, they've called in. They're saying we're doing okay, but stay on track. No, that's our appreciation of everybody online. Hare Krishna. Thank you for joining online. Haribo. Bequeath. Someone had better bequeath a microphone to the pundit's pit over here. May we? It's not much to add. Okay. See? It rains, it pours. Bequeath, verb, pass something or pass something on or leave something to someone else. Where does it come from, pray it tell? It comes from English, be, which is about, and then quethan, say. Old English. Quethan is what? Quethan is say. Say? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just like by saying, uh, I pronounced, you know, this is, you, you make the proclamation that this is mine. Good. Yeah. Anything else? Old English, bequeath, and English, quoth, and bequeath. What is quoth? It doesn't say the definition of quoth. Okay. So if you find someone who's got service, who's been bequeathed some service, and then you can ask for some service, and then you can start your own business from that spiritual business. That, now, could I have a little service? And then you get some service and you take it up and then it'll grow in your life. So by chanting regularly and hearing from Bhagavad Gita regularly and then having some service, these are very powerful ways to stay steady during a transition. And they're highly recommended. So a lot of people know about Bhagavad Gita or even have one on their shelf, but it's really heavy. And it's a long trip from the couch to the, <laughs> to the bookshelf. And then if you have the strength to lift it and actually open it with your fingers. Fingers are stronger on the screen. And then to organize your life so that you can chant and one tip that's just very practical is put everything that you want to have regularly in your life within reach. And if you organize your space so that it's there for you and you see it in front of you, you don't have to do an extra step to get it. You're more likely to take it up. So this is the uh, practice of bhakti yoga that uh, we all sign up for when we understand that the the efficacy of it. And now we have about five minutes to take a few questions. Or it can be a reflection. Yes. I always um, had this question, but I want to hear from you. Um, Sometimes we have the situation where we have a lot of service and we can't make up with everything. You know, we can't catch up. 
And is it better to do a few services really well, or is it better to accept as many services because they're coming to you, they're mercy, they're other means mercy, but then you might just drop the ball in some. What's, what's the advice? There's no stereotype because everyone has different nature. For instance, Ambarish Maharaj is known for doing many things at once. That's, that, that was his forte. And he had a lot of facility also to, to do that. He was a king. Other people like Kulavecha Sridhar, he did one thing. He, he worshipped the Ganga. He just had a simple business. And that was selling banana leaf cups and plates and so forth. And each one of them was a pure devotee in, in his own right. So it really depends on our propensity. Some people like to manage many things at one time, and other people do better keeping one thing. But I do know that it feels better when you're able to manage what you're doing. And then you have choices. If you're doing many things at once, you have to get more efficient uh, if you want to keep them all. It doesn't feel right or good to hang on to a lot of things that you can't really handle. So you have to figure out a way to uh, deal with all of them if you want to do that. And then it's possible. Prabhupada did it, but you might notice that Prabhupada actually uh, was trying to simplify whenever he could. He was always looking for those he could delegate to. In fact, he wrote many times, please take over all these management issues so I can translate. And so ultimately, uh, it seems that uh, although we may have several duties, most people like to s specialize in something. But um, we have examples. Ramananda Saka, he's some over here. He does a lot of service w with the broadcasting, and then he's doing the deity worship at the same time. You're doing many projects at the same time. So it's good to stop and evaluate and see how I'm doing. And then if, if you can't handle them all, then you have to get a cabinet. You know what that is? Like the president has a cabinet. Yeah. That's why people, uh, you, Prabhu, you want to comment? I was thinking of this just today. <clears throat> There's an old saying that goes, you can't keep what you have unless you give it away. And it's, it, it's interesting if you look at like Ramananda Saka who teaches everybody deity worship. He still is doing deity worship and he's teaching other people to do it too. So many hands make for light work or cooking in the kitchen if, you, if you're good at that or Ujjala Rasa, if you could teach us how to make those wonderful cakes. You're, you keep what you have, but you're also giving it away and training other people to do that service. Yeah. I used to go and do the Rathayatra in San Francisco by myself when I realized nobody was doing a book table and I was angry, and then I thought I should be angry at myself. And then for several years, I did it, and now, uh, now they won't even let me do anything. Uh, same with Los Angeles, Rathiatra. And uh, that's Krishna's mercy. And so, you know, there are ways which, if 
you can hand on your service to others. It's really nice because you, you never go without when you hand it on to others as well. We have about three minutes left and there's some online. So, um, Nritya, is that Nritya? Nritya Gopal? Krishna Das from New Zealand says, Bhaktivinoda Thakur Maharaj chanted 64 rounds of Maha Mantra during his Grahasta years. As per your lecture yesterday, we know his schedule was very fixed and allocated. 4.30 a.m. to 7. 4.30 to 7 a.m., two and a half hours for chanting with the remainder of the day for other services. I don't know, did you ever try it? Just see if you can do it, and then you can report back. It's chanting 64 rounds is uh, is a is a uh, it takes a, a very serious effort if you're going to do it every day. Um, I know from doing it in Vrindavan that I I just notice, and you're not supposed to talk about your vows and everything, but this is. You know, but in Vrindavan, chanting 64 rounds, I know that I would very consciously start early in the morning, and then after Mangalartik or in the morning program, I take the back route to my apartment because I didn't want to talk to anybody. And you know, in Vrindavan during Kartik, people come up and say, "Hey, how are you? Where do you live nowadays?" And that's five minutes, ten minutes lost, and you can't afford that. And uh, we know that Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, kept compartmentalized uh, programs to, you know, for his service. I can't comment more than that because I don't know. Shruti Kirti was once asked about Prabhupada, you know, when did he chant his japa and things like that. He answered Prabhupada was always chanting 24 hours a day whenever he saw him. In any situation, the main stabilizing factor is remembering Krishna. Nam Chintamani Devi Dasi. Thank you very much. So, um, today is a special program. It is the continuation of, or the culmination of our Bhajra Purnima. And before we um, get to the offering of... Uh, made by ISV, which we're going to do very shortly here to Srila Prabhupada. To all the deities, uh, we have a few announcements. Is it too early to start announcements? I'm way ahead of time, right? That's pretty good. No one's ever seen this before. Okay, we'll take one more question. Hansapriya? I just wanted to comment on the the video that you were mentioning about that the truck in India that was making a turn and the body of the truck fell off and the driver with the you know with the bottom of the truck just continues to drive the subtle body leaves and uh, 
when I looked into that video first, it just made me think that even though that truck was like almost falling apart anyway, and 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 we know in uh, our life also that our body can fall apart any day or any time, uh, but we don't really just think on day-to-day -day basis that you know this little body will leave, and we don't really. We think that our body is healthy till the death. So, so even though we notice this, we can't really think until something, this video comes along. I, I mean, it's not like I want to wake up thinking, okay, my body's gonna fall apart. But what's the best way to keep this in mind and without being like getting so, you know, uh, freaked out about it? Well, um, Bhagavatam reminds us frequently. When we read Bhagavatam, for instance, Shukadev Goswami says, Deha patra kalatra deshu apasaini sasatsapi tesham pramato nidhanam pashyanapi napashyati. All the things like your body, your family, your money that you think are protecting you, he said, uh, be aware they're fallible soldiers. And in the story of Paranjana, we hear the, the journey of a soul in this world looking for happiness, getting settled. And then we see the trajectory that he leaves his body, takes another birth, another place according to his consciousness at the time of death. So if you read Bhagavatam every day, which is our custom, it's our practice, you'll be reminded regularly that this is what's actually going on and don't become complacent. So it's important to hear. And Krishna says in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, shruti pratyakshamani aniyam, aitiyam, shruta pratyaksham aitiyam, anumanam chatushpadam, pramaneshvanavastanad vikalpatsavirajite, which means you should use four systems to observe how the world is unstable. And then you should become uh, a little detached from it. And that is that you should use shruti, hearing, pratyaksha, see for yourself. <laughs> it's happening all around us. Aitiyam uh, means traditional wisdom. And anuman means logical deduction. So if, if we keep that at the surface, but not so that we become neurotic, it's a, a stimulus for us to stay on track and remember that life is a test. We're following in the footsteps of, of Parikshit Maharaj by preparing ourselves. Think of life as a preparation and be a little serious. Those who realize this, they take to the Bhajana Kriya. They say, they follow Prahlad Maharaj. They say, it's, you know, never too soon. As soon as you figure it out, that it's this is a, a, an amazing opportunity. You don't get an opportunity like this very easily. And also that we're in a precarious situation, so you should take it very seriously. If someone's able to stay in this awareness, then he or she will have a modicum of steadiness through every aspect of life, as I was describing before. And sometimes it's harder than others, but dying without being prepared is the worst of all. Just don't do it.
It's not worth it. We should uh, stick together, help each other, remind ourselves and others around us who want to be reminded, and even some who don't, that it's really important to stay steady in the practice of devotional service. Thank you for such a nice question, Hansapriya. Who is that? This is uh, Rohit Maharaj. Really? Wow. We got Rohit from Coimbatore? Yes, Maharaj. That's a big deal. Maharaj, I was just remembering uh, something that we used to read in our school days, uh, which I've been taking very lightly. There was a, there's a Greek philosopher, Heraclitus, who um, used to say that all the time that no man steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river and he's not the same man. Uh, it's like when you when you when there's a uh, moving water body, you never step into the same water twice because it's constantly changing. There's constant flux, there's constant transition. And I was able to relate to that relate that with uh, the concept of transition that he was speaking. And he also said goes on to say that although the water is constantly moving, if you um, get yourself fixed on the rock bottom, the the rock that is at the, at the, the bed of the river, which is never moving, it's always fixed you remain fixed and you're not carried away by the water and by the constant flux. So I was able to relate that with what you said, that the only, um, throughout the transitions that we're going through in life, uh, if, we, if we keep ourselves fixed in the Holy Name and the chanting of Bhagavad Gita, we are not, we save ourselves from being carried away by the constant flux of this material world. So I have just a tiny reflection, Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. That was very helpful. There's a, a, a similar mention of this in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. When, when Krishna is speaking to Uddhava, he gives a definition of birth and death. And in s several verses, he also mentions the river and how it's constantly moving. However, we identify it as one thing. So it's parallel with what that philosopher said. Thank you very much, Rohit. Okay, so now uh, we've, we're counting down to the last few minutes before... We make an offering, and I hope that our uh, Sankirtan leaders are in the building. Are they? They're hiding out, though, with pen-crunching numbers, right? Afraid to be called because they're not ready yet. I would like to acknowledge some devotees. First, as Aditi Somani, who so generously sponsored the Sunday feast, her son, Ryan, is turning four years old today. Haribo. Thank you. Ryan, we pray to Srila Prabhupada. Rian. Rian. Sorry, Rian. I ruined your birthday. Rian. My apologies. Dear Srila Prabhupada, dear Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, dear Sri Sri Panchatattva, Sri Sri Radha Mandan Mohan. Shishi Lakshmina Shingadev, if you so desire. Please bless our very dear Rian with pure devotional service. Please empower him to spread Christian consciousness and please always protect him from all sides. Thank you for considering our request. Everyone who appreciates this prayer in part or in whole, please say Hare Krishna for Rian. Hare Krishna. Rian, we're all here appreciating you on your fourth birthday, and we're never going to forget this day. Hare Krishna. Somebody okay, take yeah. a screenshot, because that's an adorable picture. Okay, next. Praveen Prabhu is sponsoring 
today's Sunday feast also for his father's memory. Let's say um, a Mahamantra in remembrance of Praveen Prabhu's very dear father. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Now, you do realize that we're in Bhadra Purnima and that uh, your, whatever sets of books that you've d given for will be uh, read at the big yagya. Actually, we're, gonna st we're starting tonight. We have a program starting tonight at Naimasharanya. It'll be broadcast live from there tonight and tomorrow. By popular demand, we couldn't cover the whole Earth planet in one day, so we're taking it two days. So many devotees are calling in and wanting to be part of it. It's amazing. In fact, our, uh, my godbrother, uh, Udayananda Prabhu, uh, called in today from Sacramento. He just built a temple up there uh, in his house and is inviting all of us to come up there. So uh, he, he, he wanted to know how to get in on the Vajra Purnima, and he was a little annoyed with me that I hadn't told him about it earlier, <laughs> seeing that he is a bona fide center now. Uh, so I think Malini contacted him, or SKP. SKP contacted him and worked it all out, so we avoided a uh, uh, confrontation. <laughs> it was close, however. So this is a big deal, uh, Vajra Purnima, all over the world. Hong Kong started just last month, and they said, well, maybe we can do f five sets, and now they're doing 62. And uh, we talked to the devotees in Fiji. Fiji said, where are we going to get any sets over here? And, you know, we don't know anybody, and this and that. And now they started, they said, we'll do two sets. And now they're doing something like 32 sets. So this is indicative of how this process works. It's actually, as they say, blowing up all over the world. People are taking this uh, Krishna consciousness. And the, the devotees are feeling, we, we heard from great sadhus today, including Mahatma Prabhu and His Holiness Gopal Krishna Maharaj, Her Grace Rukmini Devi, and Bhakti Chaitanya Maharaj, all the way from Africa, who said, what took you so long to invite me to your show? <laughs> this, you know, international broadcast, which was very touching because it meant that everybody is appreciating book distribution everywhere and wants to be a part of it. So we're really lucky because we're right in the middle of it. And we've got full access to this service. So now let's see if we actually have our Sankirtan leaders in the building. Now, one reminder, we're going to stand up, make the offering. Then um, we're going to have the artik. And then at 4.59, we're finished, and we're all leaving. And there's Maunavrat, no talking in here, because Ramananda Saka Prabhu, oh, he's over there, needs to have complete quietude to concentrate on his getting set up for the international broadcast. It takes a lot of work to do. It needs a couple hours of quiet to put it all together, okay? Let's practice. When I say three, one, two, three. No, you just broke your vrat. Okay. 
Let's all uh, move the asans and we'll stand up. Vancha kalpadrusha kripa sindabhyevacha patitanam pavanibhyo vaishnavibhyo namunamaha. And remember, everybody, Yogi Plate. Today's program is brought to you by Yogi Plate. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Yeah.